Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast is Voice for That. Welcome, welcome back. And today's episode is going to be one that's very different, yet very special. As you can tell by the title of this, I'm going to be talking about my testimony. And I wanted to share this as my like three-year walk with the Lord like postmark. Like to just kind of reflect back on these past three years and where better to start than from the very beginning I first dedicated my life to God so if anyone's wondering I have been saved working with the Lord for three years and it's the date specifically that I really do remember I haven't I haven't necessarily like pinpointed the exact date but I'm I'm very very sure it's around this time so I've given it to the 22nd of November that's like my saved day my saved birthday my rebirthday I guess so yeah I just wanted to share this and hopefully it can be encouraging and even just a way of getting to know me a little bit more and kind of get context context as to why you know I speak the way I do and um why I started this podcast and where this is all coming from so yeah let's just get into it so I'm gonna start from the very beginning of like my life and in the very day that I, f- I actually met the Lord for the first time. So I grew up um, very, very like introverted and um, just very, um, not lonesome, but just very in my thoughts. Like I've been, I've always been a thinker. I've always been somebody who literally overthinks and it's something that the Lord has been recently been teaching me about, you know, getting out of my head and speaking to him because idolizing your thoughts is a form of, you know, idolatry. So I grew up quite like quiet, you know, and eventually I, you know, got exposed to very bad things like sexually immoral things, like through just like being curious about life and everything. So that's been a battle of my life basically like lust and all these other things because of what happened to me in my childhood so yeah and aside from that I grew up a bigger girl like I was I'm just gonna say it fat I just had such bad weight issues and I think those things being quiet being a fat girl in like primary school kind of contributed to my own like isolation and therefore I was reading my thoughts most of the time and you know that was not really a good combination to be quiet and fast you know and so I grew up you know I remember this one day in primary school two days actually there's one day where I was just like so overweight I'm not condemning anybody who's gone through this but for me personally I was so like overweight that I literally ran and fell skidded skid my tights open and yeah it was just such an embarrassing feeling that I didn't have anybody pick me up instead people were laughing and I was very like oh trauma dump but yes and I remember also when I did lose weight it was so like obvious that even teachers were like oh look at you you look so skinny and everything and even though I was a a confidence supposed to be a confidence boost it really did put me in a very bad relationship with my body like oh okay I'll only be perceived or noticed when I'm skinny or or the thinner side. And that was another set of problems aside from, you know, battling sexual morality and lust and all these other things. Also just insecurity and stuff like that. And so coming back to the second story, I think I just, it just like literally left my head. Um, I had, um, 
oh yes, I remember being super alone in primary school. You know, I had, I left friend, other friend group. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be people who don't actually like me. I was alone. I remember this one day where I was walking and I only realize it now that that was the Lord. I was walking alone. I didn't feel alone. I felt like someone was walking beside me. And it was like this very big, like, like pass between like the classroom and the playground and I was walking alone like very dejected because it was break time I was supposed to be with my friends and at that moment I didn't really know it was the Lord and I was just so like comforted but I didn't really know him because I was I think I was just a little bit too young to understand it like as somebody who is my head it was very ironic so yeah fast forward to high school all those issues developed and along with that came with such a big 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 um financial problem in my family's life and you know it was all these other things that were just so tormenting in that season and yeah I remember getting into high school and just being like an alien immediately like I just didn't really fit in I had friends but I didn't really feel like I fit in there like still very introverted borderline like you know restless because of my very bad situation at home and everything and still dealing with very bad body issues and that didn't help in high school because you know high school's high school like if you think if any if you've had any or heard any average teenage high school experience I had that plus all, all of the other things that I was going through and so I remember I, I remember being so like anxious that's one thing that was really prominent throughout my life like the feeling of anxiety and depression were things that loomed over me and I think I was really conscious of it ever since I was like six you know at time when I was a kid all the way through to even just now like sometimes I get those those thoughts of anxiety and like temptations to sink into depression and I used to name it like oh there's rain clouds following me and you know, it really did get even worse in high school. I was, I will say it, I was suicidal. I was thinking about taking my life and I was doing very bad things to myself, like SH and any other things. And that's, that was all coming from a place of all the hurts, all the battles, all the, like, all this, like, all, all the, like, questions about life. Like, why is this life so bad? How can a world that's supposed to be housing humans like me so be so bad and so um just negative and like it just felt like nothing was giving and so not like it's giving but like nothing was like yielding from the very hard work that you know my family was putting to like survive really and so for me personally I was just I remember just getting out getting really deep in throwing myself in like literature and all these other things like just escaping mentally like staying in my head but using like literature to fuel my desires and all these other things and just um just to escape the situation like I said so yeah and it was just not a good feeling to be anxious all the time and on top of that I was, I was numbing it with like secular music I used to be a big fan of like Post Malone Playboy Cardi and like um all these very sad or like either sad or like oh ego ego feeling music all these like ego feeling artists and everything so I um 
I think that was like a, another form of escaping. And so, you know, I also started talking to like really weird <laughs> um, people and like, not a weird as in like, oh, but yeah, some of them are weird. I'm not going to lie. God forgive me. But like just trying to numb the pain as much as possible. And so all those things really did affect me because I was essentially running away from God. That that feeling that I felt of someone walking with me that day in primary school. Um, I was really just unconsciously being like Jonah, just like running away and like trying to numb the pain, trying to fill the void and trying to be a, be, survive basically, just trying to survive and get through life. And, you know, when you just consult different things and, you know, try out different things. Also very big on astrology. Like I was like, oh yes, this is me as an Aries. Da, 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 da. I don't claim that anymore. I do. I think I will do an episode on that. Just a, a bit of a tangent because I do think that it's very interesting how astrology is like kind of like the new like mono religion, like new world order religion type of thing. But anyway, I was really big on that and just trying to find meaning for myself like why am I like this why have I always been isolated why have I always been treated differently and it didn't help when COVID came it did not help at all I was even more depressed even more suicidal even more like sexually immoral and lustful and all these other things because of just how isolated even more isolated I'm sure everybody felt in that season and including myself and so I remember this one day when I was just battling so much, like I could not sleep. I was crying every single day. I remember this one day when I was just, you know, SHing, and I was just sitting on the in my bathroom floor. I couldn't even express myself because of just how much I felt like, you know, these are my emotions and no one's gonna get them, and that's something that's been like really, really hard to do, like getting my word out telling people I don't like this because just how much isolation has made me be reclusive and just stay in my shell and it's very damaging you know I think that's what that was one of the most um biggest like one of the, one of the biggest things the Lord is teaching like you know express yourself say it you know be vocal about this instead of just hurting inside and even at that time I was just like so withdrawn in the most dangerous part of my life, like literally plotting the how I would plan out my day when I would just take my life and everything and just like um just disappear. That's what I was thinking. Like this world would be so much better without me in it because I feel like I'm an inconvenience. I feel like I'm just a waste of space. And so yeah, I remember I was sitting on my bathroom floor, my back on the door you know, trying to SH and like, you know, I just felt so hollow and just like, I've cried enough tears. I'm dried up basically. And then as I was trying to, I just felt like this presence again, that same presence of, that I felt when I was walking at school that day. And I was like, this is familiar, but it's even more like, intense it's just more prominent to me and I just stopped and I just sat there I didn't even cry I think I was just I was I just I just finished crying I was just like doing the snuffling but I just felt so much peace and 
it's so unexplainable. The peace that surpasses all understanding is real. I just sat there and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is what I needed. What is this? And I just felt like that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit stopping me from doing such such a horrible thing. And I just started saying, Lord, save me. That's literally the first thing that I said, Lord, save me. Because I knew I was throwing my life away, quite literally putting myself in a very compromising situation and a compromising position. I just said, Lord, save me. And the response was love, genuine love, you know? And I constantly look back to that day. Like, I never forget. I'll never forget it. I always remember exactly where I was, the lighting. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. And it it doesn't feel like a very, um, like surreal and supernatural way to salvation where you know boom the lord appeared to me in my sleep or whatever but it's very real to me because that's still a form of salvation feeling the peace of the holy spirit feeling the holy spirit and confessing like lord save me i remember from then on i started getting in my word you know i started i said the sinner's prayer i was like lord you know claim as my Lord and Savior. I was watching, I don't know which TV pastor, and I was just watching, and they said, they said, oh, say this prayer when I get saved. And I said it, and I, that's how I got saved. And so from then on, I was just so on fire for God. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, most new believers will testify about this. Like, the first, like, dare I say, month of literally being born again you start reading the word more. You start praying. And that was me. Like every day at midnight, I would meet with the Lord. Every day I would literally read like three chapters, pray for an hour, all, your, all these other things. I'm like, look, I'm looking back now. Like, oh, that was literally so intense. It was just so powerful. And even like now I'm trying to build up to that. But that was like genuinely like in the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit came upon them and there was like, tongues of fire that's just how it felt like that intensity and I remember just being like so enthralled with the world we're just being like thank you Jesus just praying 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 and just just crying tears of like salvation and just I just remember the woman at the well like this man told me everything I've ever done that's type of like adoration for Jesus even the woman with the issue of blood that issue that that's type of um adoration for the lord and that that type of like faith in the lord's good work good works and yeah that's basically my testimony i just i also didn't want to stop there i also wanted to kind of talk about like all the other things that have come after that i like i mentioned was very much in my thoughts and i started talking to the lord i would go off in my car my my my, my mom's car and just sit there and just talk to the Lord. I would either read my word or talk to the Lord or both. But I would just talk to the Lord and it was very important from, for me, from the Lord, to talk to him, like I said, because, you know, I didn't really have the... I didn't feel safe to share what I had to say. I just felt like I couldn't trust anyone. And it felt like I could only curate my own... my a perception of myself to people and not be like completely vulnerable and through those conversations with the Lord and just, you know, 
being in the car, in the back seat, in the front seat, the passenger seat. And to me, that was symbolic of like the Lord driving me and just taking me to my destiny and my walk of life and me just sitting there and being there with him. That was the image of what it meant to have those conversations. And so that Opal Astra, like that's my, that's like my confessional booth with the Lord, like just telling him every single story, every single thing that happened to me. And like, it wasn't necessarily even just like, oh, I did this bad thing. Just like genuinely telling a story, you know, telling stories like, yeah, this happened to me, Lord. Like, you know, I feel like this, this thing that I'm dealing with is coming from this situation. And then the Lord would be like, no, actually it's from this or yeah, and this. And just those intimate conversations with the Lord got me to be even more like even just more intense in my faith that makes sense I just just got me to this point of eventually getting the idea of starting a podcast because as you can tell um I don't think I'm very like well-versed in like or not not well-versed um well-spoken because I just feel like I just do better on paper like I can write a mean essay and I can you know write a good story if I need to and when it comes to like speaking it's just very much so like oh um my starter or oh um my ideas like my head is going 110 per per minute like just like yeah so when he said yeah why don't you start a podcast I was like "Mm -hmm, lord you know I'm an introvert and I prefer to write if I'm gonna start a blog I will write a I'll start a blog but yeah so I thought of a podcast. I started dealing with it and just like battling with it with the Lord. And it's like, yeah, eventually I said, yeah, okay, let's see where this takes us. And so far it's been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done for the Lord. Aside from actually just my daily obedience to the Lord. And I'm still learning so much. I'm still undoing so many like sinful patterns i'm just undoing so many generational curses and breaking them and just there's just so much that comes with this podcast not just me learn reading something and then teaching on it or you know sharing on it but it's me learning something and still learning it as i'm speaking on the podcast and then after and before and during i'm learning it and even when i'm when i used to do the lessons of the month those are still things i was still learning past that month so I genuinely do appreciate this podcast because although it's supposed to be like service to people and like there's a verse for this, there's a verse for that, there's stories for this, there's, there's this, this is commentary on, on this, let's discuss a different way. Like I'm thinking about the Halloween ep- um, episode. It's still very much so me pouring from a full cup because it keeps me accountable. Like if I'm saying... The Lulu is not the only is not the Lulu. I should actually be taking that in as somebody who wants to be a person of integrity, somebody who should not be living a double life or be double minded, you know. And I come to confess, like, yeah, you know, K pop is one of my things that I'm struggling with, or you know, just all these other things that just make me feel like, okay, I'm putting myself in the spotlight. But it's still very real because there might be people who might be dealing with stuff like that like oh lord i'm trying to do this and then you backslide and you you kind of take one step forward to righteousness and two steps back in sin and i wanted to share that through this podcast and 
aside from just like um giving advice whatever the case is because i do think that it's something that needs to be spoken about more like the battle in any situation with sin where like romans 7 i really do encourage you to read it where you want to do what is right but you can't you know because of your sinful nature there are times where you know that this thing is bad but you keep doing it you know and i wanted to share that i wanted to be honest enough and even be vulnerable enough to say yeah i'm still dealing with this like i'm still dealing with lust and sexual morality i'm being honest i believe i'm delivered i do think that it's just a sinful issue like it's a sin issue i'm still dealing with idolatry i'm delivered you know it's just the temptation there so i'm not gonna end this like episode on like a yes and happily ever after no it's only happy ever after until the Lord comes back. Uh, when, when the Lord comes back. It's only happy ever after when the Lord comes back, when we actually get into heaven. That's the happy ever after. Living here on earth is the closest we'll get to hell as believers, but there's still hell. But that I mean that when we are, yes, delivered and saved and free, the target is on our backs from Satan. He is targeting us like oh you're actively choosing to worship my enemy bet i'm gonna attack you i'm gonna send spiritual warfare i'm gonna send temptation that you would not believe you think you're you're saved you are saved oh okay and he sends like the most excruciating temptation it's real and i wanted to be completely honest and transparent in that and share this testimony i didn't want to just make it like a oh my gosh, yes, um, and happy ever after, like I said. No, even though that is the happy ever after is eternal and eternal life with God, I wanted to be very real and grounded and be somber enough to say, but this is still happening. Sin is still rampant in my life. I'm free. I haven't had a, you know, a SH um, episode or a depressive episode, like a downward spiral in forever. That's it. That's glory to God. I haven't found myself subjecting myself to sexual morality in such a long span of life, like in an, over a long period of time, like I used to. That's glory to God. I've been learning recently the value of talking to God more like I used to. That's still glory. And even just trusting in God in the season of my life where, you know, things just don't look the way I'd planned them to, to look like accepting God's will for my life that's still glory and there'll still be so many more testimonies that I will come and share because I don't think that salvation is the only testimony of our lives the most important one obviously but I do think that we should be be able to point to more lessons that the Lord is teaching us that we should be able to point to more um many many testimonies you know like it was just like oh i was tempted to think this but i didn't glory to god and that's the whole purpose of this episode is like upon these three years i feel like i'm still learning i feel like i'm still that 16 17 year old though 16 year old um back in 2020 I still feel that way and I still feel like there's still so much I need to learn about the Lord. Yes, I've read the Bible over a year, the whole Bible over the year, but I still feel so new to it. 
I still feel so like, dare I say, childlike to it. There are times I'm like, oh yes, I know this verse, but just in different situations, I still feel like it's so new to me because I don't think that reading the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation makes you an expert Christian. Uh, an atheist can do that and not necessarily become a Christian. It's daily subjecting yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit that makes you m- more righteous, I guess. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. I just I didn't want to make this too long. It's bordering, bordering on um, the 30 or 25 minutes. But I want to share that because I really do think that this walk with the Lord has been the most important thing of my life. The most, the, the best gift that I ever, I've ever received. Not my iPhone, not whatever. The gift of life, eternal life that is with the Lord. And just being able to get out of my mental health issues and subject them to, um, not subject them to the Lord, like give them onto him and quite literally be like, Lord, I'm tired, carry me, save me. Because I genuinely did need saving. And not necessarily the Christian, like, oh, we need to be saved. But like genuinely thinking of like, a firefighter coming to save someone in the burning building or a lifeguard coming to save someone who's drowning. I genuinely feel like I'm the person that's drowning or in the fire. And he, he is the one that came to save me and pull me out of the water, pull me out of the fire. Because as much as I have been like this, oh, advice girly, like even in my friendship circles, oh, you give such great advice. Oh my gosh, yeah, whatever. I needed somebody who was the ultimate advisor i need somebody who was going to teach me about life it's so ironic like the people that advise people advise people the most are the ones that need the most help most of the time and i was definitely one of them like i was so lost and i've been found like literally speaking so yeah i wanted to share my testimony and it's not necessarily very um like i said super revelationary and all like revolutionary and all these other things but it's definitely personal to me and just my story and like how this podcast came to be genuinely conversations with god and sharing them with the lord like things that i've been walking and like meditating on or reading upon or learning and even just talking to the lord about things that i come and share on here so hopefully this has been helpful hopefully it has been a little bit encouraging even if it's you know whatever but yeah thank you so much for listening please stay safe i love you and most importantly the lord loves you bye as you may or may not know christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis so i believe it's up to us christians fellow believers in christ to support them either financially or spiritually so would you please 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 click the link in my bio under persecuted christians support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshiping god and to continue following jesus thank you